0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Metasodes. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most important reactions within the body respiration. So, there are two types of respiration aerobic respiration, which requires oxygen, and anaerobic respiration, which, require, which doesn't require oxygen. So, if we start with aerobic respiration, we have at its core an overall reaction of glucose plus oxygen going to carbon dioxide and water. It's quite simple. And that's probably what you learned at GCSE. But let's go um, further into the different stages of respiration. So let's start with glycolysis. So glycolysis, as name suggests, is the breakdown of glucose from um, primarily glycogen stores into pyruvate. So there are t- two main steps uh, so firstly glucose is phosphorylated to form um two molecules of an intermediate sugar which has three carbons and this is known as galp and this basically activates the glucose so that it can um be oxidized to do this so two atp molecules are used and that creates um two adp molecules at plus the two um phosph- plus the two inorganic phosphates that become incorporated into this phosphorylated glucose. So you might be thinking, if we're trying to make ATP, ATP is our universal currency of energy in living things. Why are we starting by using it up? Well, that's because in the second step, these two three-carbon intermediates will be oxidized to pyruvate. um, That releases four ATP molecules. And that means glycolysis has a net yield of two ATP molecules. This process, the second stage, is known as substrate level phosphorylation. Two protons are also removed from from each of these intermediates. So that creates four protons overall. And these are used to reduce a coenzyme called NAD. And that forms two reduced NAD molecules, which are very important later in, respi- in respiration. So if we look at the net yield of glycolysis, is that you've got two ATP molecules, you've got... The
1: next stage of aerobic respiration is called the link reaction. In this stage, pyruvate from glycolysis is converted into acetyl coenzyme A, and this takes place in the mitochondrial matrix. First, pyruvate diffuses from the site of glycolysis, the cytosol, across the mitochondrial membrane and into the matrix of the mitochondria. In the mitochondrial matrix, pyruvate is decarboxylated and dehydrogenated into a two-carbon molecule, acetate. As this happens, a molecule of carbon dioxide is evolved, and NAD is reduced to NADH. This acetate molecule then combines with coenzyme A to produce acetyl coenzyme A. This molecule is then used in the Krebs cycle, the next stage of aerobic respiration. The Krebs cycle also takes place within the mitochondrial matrix. The acetyl coenzyme A from the link reaction acts as a carrier for the 2-carbon acetyl group. It reacts with a 4-carbon molecule, oxaloacetate, to form a 6-carbon molecule, citrate. The coenzyme A molecule is now available to be recycled back to the link reaction and pick up more acetyl groups. The production of citrate allows for the Krebs cycle to begin. Citrate is converted into a 5-carbon molecule by decarboxylation and dehydrogenation. One molecule of CO2 is produced, and NAD is reduced. This 5-carbon molecule is again decarboxylated and dehydrogenated, producing a 4-carbon molecule. Here, one molecule of CO2 is removed, NAD is reduced, and ATP is produced from ADP and an inorganic phosphate group, by substrate-level phosphorylation. This 4-carbon molecule is then dehydrogenated again, to produce another molecule of reduced NAD, and FAD is also reduced to FADH2 no decarboxylation carboxylation takes place. These reactions regenerate oxaloacetate, which allows for the cycle to continue again. The net gain of the Krebs cycle is 2 carbon dioxide molecules, 3 reduced NAD molecules, 1 ATP molecule, and 1 reduced FAD molecule. For each molecule of glucose, the Krebs cycle occurs twice, because two molecules of pyruvate are produced from each glucose molecule. Hence, we have to double the yield for each glucose. Thus, from one molecule of glucose, we get four carbon dioxide molecules, six reduced NAD molecules, two ATP molecules, and two reduced FAD molecules. However, it may seem that the two molecules of ATP that we produce from this Krebs cycle is rather insignificant. All these stages simply to produce two molecules of ATP seems rather wasteful. And we also produce and you also produce plenty of reduced electron carriers. Throughout the link reaction, krebs cycle, and glycolysis, there are several decarboxylation dehydrogenation reactions, catalyzed by decarboxylase and dehydrogenase. And the reduced electron carriers that I mentioned earlier somehow need to be dealt with. And for that, I'll hand over to Anupam.
2: Following on from the Krebs or citric acid cycle is oxidative phosphorylation. This occurs using the electron transport chain, which occurs on the inner membrane of the mitochondria. The inner membrane is folded into cristae to maximise the surface area available for oxidative phosphorylation. In the first step of oxidative phosphorylation, reduced NAD and reduced FAD, the two coenzymes, are oxidised back to their normal NAD and FAD forms. This releases hydrogen atoms, which then split into hydrogen protons and electrons. The electrons move down the electron transport chain. The electron transport chain is comprised of electron carriers within the inner mitochondrial membrane. These take the form of proteins. As the electrons pass along the electron transport chain, they lose energy. This energy is used by the electron carriers to pump the hydrogen ions also generated from the oxidation of NAD and FAD across the inner membrane into the intermembrane space. This creates a concentration gradient of hydrogen ions, where the concentration is higher in the inner membrane space than in the mitochondrial matrix. The hydrogen ions then diffuse back down this created concentration gradient back into the matrix via the ATP synthase enzyme on a stalk particle. This generates ATP from ADP by phosphorylation. The movement of H ions across the membrane generating ATP is also called chemiosmosis. The synthesis of ATP is important as this is what is the primary purpose of respiration, to generate energy in the form of ATP. At the end of the electron transport chain, the electrons then join with oxygen from the blood and H-plus to form water. It is often said that oxygen is the final electron receptor of the electron transport chain, as this production of water at the final stage is where all the electrons and hydrogen ions end up. The electron transport chain and the whole process of oxidative phosphorylation occurs multiple times across the entire inner mitochondrial membrane. And with hundreds of mitochondria within each cell, this process generates almost all of the energy the body requires. Out of the roughly 38 ATP that is theoretically produced from the whole process of respiration of one glucose molecule, the vast majority, 34 of those ATP molecules, will be generated via oxidative phosphorylation. Oxidative phosphorylation, however, does require the presence of oxygen in the cell and which is why anaerobic respiration is often used when this is not possible. I'm now going to hand over to Shrey to wrap up today's episode and summarise respiration.
0: So I mentioned at the beginning that there are two types of respiration, aerobic and anaerobic. So we've been through aerobic, and I hope you understand that now. So let's look at anaerobic quickly. So anaerobic respiration actually starts the same way as aerobic respiration with glycolysis. So that means overall that a glucose molecule is turned into a pyruvate molecule, and also that two two protons are released from each pyruvate molecule that's made. So this um, so this proton, these protons are then used to reduce NAD that coenzyme we talked about earlier to form reduced NAD. Pyruvate, the pyruvate molecule that we made, is then accepts electrons and protons from the reduced NADP. And that means it forms a lactate molecule. So, and then this process repeated of NAD being reduced to reduced NAD and then giving away its protons and therefore reducing pyruvate to lactate. So, what's the net yield of all this? So, there are two ATP molecules. Those come from the glycolysis process itself, and two lactate molecules. And these lactate molecules will go on to form lactic acid. And what this does is what the lactic acid will, will lower the pH in your muscle cells. It's an acid. So, after a while, as you do more and more anaerobic respiration, the pH will drop lower and lower and eventually it will reach a point where the pH is uh, out of range of where your enzymes can function. So basically the pH will start to inhibit the cell's enzymes, including those involved in glycolysis. And that means eventually that anaerobic respiration will basically happen so much that it stops itself. So obviously to keep going, we have to remove this lactate and to remove the lactate, it's done in two. Ways. It's done by the liver, so the liver converts it back into glucose in a um, in a cycle called the Cori cycle, um, and also it's oxidized to, pyru- to pyruvate again, if O2 then becomes present again. Um, so that means that uh, how it works is that the lactate is dehydrogenated, so those hydrogen ions are removed, and basically uh, that pyruvate can then go into aerobic respiration as normal but obviously for that you will need oxygen to be reintroduced and how this actually works um, anaerobic respiration works is useful is that it's used to use at the very start when you've just started to exercise because it's at the point where your um the volume sorry the concentration of oxygen in your blood is not very high but your muscles are working very uh, need a lot of energy and this creates an oxygen debt that you build up as you exercise you'll use more and more aerobic respiration because that's a preferred way for your body to produce ATP because it doesn't produce the lactic acid and once you've finished once you finish exercising if you've been like exercising really hard you'll know that for a couple minutes after you're still breathing really heavily and that's so you can oxidize the lactate molecules that are built up in your body, and this is known as repaying the oxygen debt in your recovery. Both anaerobic and aerobic respiration are both used during exercise, and they're both really important in the body. So I hope you learned a lot more about aerobic and anaerobic respiration, about the glycolysis, the link reaction, the Krebs cycle, and oxidative phosphorylation, as well as anaerobic respiration processes. And I hope that that's given you a better understanding of how the body produces ATP, which is the universal currency of energy. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Metasodes and tune in next week for another episode.